No country has ever prospered that failed to put its own interests first. We will no longer surrender this country or its people to the false song of globalism. New Right Network presents Right Now, the featured podcast of New Right Network. Mobilizing, countering the left, energizing the right. New Right Network, home of the New Right Movement. Hello and welcome to the New Right Network's uh, Right Now podcast. I'm your host, Reagan Castillo-Fontana, and with me today is Elizabeth Heng. Elizabeth um, is a former congressional candidate, conservative millennial, and leader of the New Faces GOP PAC. Elizabeth, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, thanks for having me today. Um, So we just launched an exciting new pack called New Faces GOP, and it's very simple. We did this during the Democrat presidential primary debate to launch it nationwide, and I couldn't be more excited about the response that we've received across the country. But it's basically very simple. Republicans have the right message on all the key issues, but we don't always have messengers who can reach out to sort of the key blocks of voters, so we're really at a disadvantage at times. So I want to find the next generation of Republican leaders and help elevate them so we can grow our party. Awesome. Great. Um... Okay, well, how did was it? Were you the founding member? Did you create it, or how did that work? Yes, so I ran for Congress last cycle, um, and when I took a step back and really re-examined how I can best give back to um, a conservative movement, I realized that so much about politics is perception. It's not actual policy, right? And so um, my team and I came together and we formulated New Faces GOP, and uh, we, we launched last week. That's great. So, oh, wow, just last week. Awesome. Good deal. So uh, what led you to do the politics thing? Oh, in general? In, in general, yeah. We'll start there. Well, uh, just to kind of give you a little bit background on me, um, I grew up here in uh, in Fres- Central Valley in California. Um, kind of my parents were uh, legal um, refugees that came from Cambodia after living through the uh, Khmer Rouge and the Cambodian genocide that took place there. And they really worked hard to um, provide my brothers and me with a, a the American dream and the life that they never had, essentially. And so for me, um, having grown up in America and been able to utilize going to college and university, working on Capitol Hill, I realized that the freedoms that I have been so fortunate to have um, are ones in which I wouldn't have around the world. And so it is so vital for me to really protect the fundamental freedoms and economic opportunities that this country has provided to me. And so I, if people, I realize that if people like me don't step up and speak out against this growing trend of socialism in our country, we have too much to lose. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Great. Did you happen to catch the democratic debates? Oh, I definitely did. (laughs) What are your thoughts? uh, We we ran um, a commercial during the debate um, to talk about the evils of socialism, um, and and I and it was during the middle of the debate. Awesome! Yeah, I did get a chance to see that uh, ad, Um, and then you know the backlash of all the Democrats, you know, outcrying. 
and all that stuff. So uh, where was it broadcast? And um, did you have any feedback from like networks personally? Like, were they angry or people? Well, yeah. So uh, we broadcasted it in select major media markets from Washington, D.C. to New York to Houston to different different places in the United States. Um, yeah, and I did have a lot of response, even including Miss Ocasio-Cortez and the squad themselves. Um, you know, I'm not going to get into sort of the name calling and fight with anyone, let alone a sitting member of Congress. But I'm really disappointed because I put out an ad challenging AOC's socialist views and she came back calling me a bunch of names. So that really should tell you everything you need to know about them being able to defend a lot of the policy stances in which they have today. Yeah. Oh, man. You're telling me. Um, now, I was reading that previously when you did run, you had had an ad, a, like a biography ad, and that they basically shut it down on Twitter and Facebook. Tell me some more about that. Yeah, I'm happy to. And just like I highlighted to you earlier, you know, a lot, a big part of who I am is really comes down to my family and our, my upbringing and realizing how privileged I am to have these opportunities. So I wanted to highlight my family's story and plight of coming from genocide Cambodia to the United States, working hard. And this, they opened a little Asian grocery store and they created the American dream where their daughter went to Stanford and Yale and worked for Congress and now is running for Congress. Some reason, Facebook didn't like that and they banned my ad campaign, not allowing me to highlight this on social media. I tried to go through the normal recourse of like, hey guys, there's nothing offensive I've seen about this ad. It's just my family's history. They said absolutely not. They said, it said, I believe they said it was obnoxious and a host of other words. After going mm -hmm. back and forth a couple of times, um, they said, we're no longer talking to you. And so I decided to take this to the public. Um, and after about a week of it becoming national news, Facebook finally relented and said, we apologize for the confusion. And I realized there was no confusion. Had I been a Democrat running in a place like San Francisco, highlighting my family living through the atrocities and accomplishing the American dream, it wouldn't have taken a week and a whole national movement where San Francisco Chronicle even said this was ridiculous. Oh, wow. And then a week later, Twitter did the exact same thing, and so we were in this battle. So instead of talking about the real issues that were important to our congressional district, our community being the 412th poorest out of 435 in the nation, I had to battle these tech giants that continue to stifle conservative voices um, with the with the news media um, and you know Facebook and Twitter both relented freedom won there but I realized that I'm gonna keep speaking out great awesome um, so as far as policies that you support what what are some of those I guess if you wanted to touch on something that you hold in high regard yeah, let's talk about, I mean, it's such a hot topic in our country today, immigration. I'm glad that our country is finally talking about immigration, um, but legal immigration is critical for me. My parents went through, you know, the UNHCR as refugees, had to wait after leaving Cambodia, a genocidal regime, 
lived, went through the fair process. It took two years for them to eventually get to the United States through the legal process because you have to make sure that people uh, make sure that they have their shots, that they, you know, can adapt into the U.S., you know, like the United States, culturally speak the language. And there was a lot of training that was involved. They didn't just cross a border illegally. Um, and so, but this is the thing, you know, the last, you know, going back for well over 30 years, we've had this broken immigration system like in our country and it hasn't worked because there's a lot of people here that are undocumented that stay over their visas. Um, we don't have it, you know, and I'm glad that we're finally talking about this and it is my hope that we move legal immigration to solve it once and for all by having border national security, but also being compassionate with, um, you know, those that are, for example, DACA recipients or, um, and, and then also, you know, businesses that need more people like H H1B visas, H2A, figuring out a system that actually works so we know who's coming inside and outside the country. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, what about the wall? What are your views on the wall? Yeah, that's fine. Like, we need border national security. We need to know who's coming inside and outside the country. But this also needs to re be reformed together with making sure that the visa process works for our businesses, right? I live in an agriculture community, and there's a huge guest worker program that we need, especially when um, there are, you know, crops are in season and we have migrants that need to come inside and outside the country, and they've been legally doing it. It's just we, we need to make sure that um, our community Community, uh, uh, the workers and stuff um, for our businesses to thrive can continue to operate and function properly, but on a legal basis. Gotcha. Okay. Um, what about? Let's see. Think of another policy that you that you support: uh, immigration taxes. What about taxes? You know, you keep hearing the far progressive extreme talk about this Green New Deal that's going to cost $93 trillion. And it has everything in there. For example, guaranteed job by the government. Like, when has the government ever created jobs that are efficient, that really help us? The more the government takes away from us, we lose freedom and economic opportunity to help the people that are struggling the most in our country. I, you know, I grew up, I'll be honest, I grew up in the hood in one of the worst um, zip codes in the whole country. And I didn't realize until I went back that having a helicopter fly over my head once to tw twice a week, every single week, shouldn't be normal. And people aren't looking for handouts. What they're looking for is having opportunity. And I think that I believe that our president has been effective in looking at our unemployment. It is at an all-time low for not only our for women, for African-Americans, Latinos, Asians, like everyone across the board. Our policies work, and we need to have additional messengers to go out and talk about how through economic opportunities um, we can help the, the most struggling classes that we have out there um, accomplish their American dream. You know, look, our system isn't perfect, but it is the best we know of out there relative to the rest of the world. And that's why freedom fighters, like the ones you see in Hong Kong, are trying to fight for that, that independence. And so 
um, I am going to work as hard as possible to make sure that we maintain those fundamental principles because people know how to spend money um, better than the government ever will, right? When we just get, on average, with this recent tax bill that um, went through about a year and a half, two years ago, uh, on average, I believe that we got $200 um, tax credit per person in this congressional district. I don't know about you, but for the commu this community, $200 goes a long way. People know, people spend it on getting crayons for their children to go to school or paying for another uh, gas, uh, tank of gas. They know how to spend that money better than the government ever will. And so, you know, reducing taxes is critical to, I think, the, um, strengthening our community, our country, and economic opportunities, especially for those at the very bottom and middle class. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> uh, yeah. And um, I, you were talking about the Green New Deal um, and how, I mean, it's basically like a stepping stone, just kind of like in Cambodia with Pol Pot, how the party changed and then ended up as communism. So, and that's definitely not the way we want to go, and obviously not the way any of the policy structures you have would go. Um, now, talking about your PAC, um, I noticed you do have a message. Uh, what you said was basically that as conservatives, we do have this message. We just don't have the messengers. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about, about that. Like. Yeah, completely. There's this joke that if the GOP is selling sushi, they would call it cold, dead fish. Like, we've got an amazing product. We just need to figure out how to sell it to voters more effectively because I think the Republican Party has all the answers to the most pressing problems. Our issue is just marketing issues. And so, you know, that's why it was so important for me to launch this project as large as possible. And I decided to uh, start this project during the Democratic presidential primary debate, prime time, uh, in the select <laughs> national media markets, um, and uh, I couldn't be more excited about the amount of press and attention it's received. And just today, um, I have a bunch of freedom fighters that reached out to me, and uh, they're about to run for elected office, and the message really did resonate for that with them. And so I'm just really excited to beginning to recruit additional voices that are going to take this message and really run with it. Absolutely. Uh, so what's next in store for your pack? Oh, lots of things are in store. So, you know, obviously I'm recruiting um, lots of candidates uh, that are going to be the future voices and to challenge these ideologies that we are fundamentally opposed to, and that is socialism, bigger government, um, and, you know, be the antidote to AOC and the squad. Um, that's my main mission. Uh, and uh, we have lots in store for um, our next, uh, um, for the up coming, I would say, debate uh, that I believe will make just as big of an impact and further this discussion how socialism has never worked in this country. Um, I'm running up and down, you know, California and across the country to talk about this to make sure it doesn't happen. I'm doing speaking engagement, raising money, and um, if anybody wants to be a part of the cause, they can go to newfacespacpac.com. Awesome. Great. Um, so do you have any future plans on possibly running again? 
You know, I have never closed off any opportunities available to me. Maybe that's the millennial in me in that you try to dabble in everything. But right now, my main focus is make, I think that there's a bigger movement to be had right now. And it's fighting against uh, the faces of socialism right now uh, to make sure that we don't bring what happened in Cambodia to the forefront of the United States. And I have a, uh, a personal desire to make sure that that never happens. That is awesome. Um, okay, well, where can everyone find you if they're looking to, you know, be a part of that? Yeah, definitely. You can go to our website. It's at newfacespac.com, so newfacespack.com. You can also follow me on Twitter or Facebook. It's just my first and last name, so Elizabeth Hang, H-E-N-G, are both handles, and uh, we're getting, you know, Come join the cause, uh, whether it's signing up for our emailings, running for office, or donating. Um, we, need, uh, we need as much help that, as we can get. Awesome. And you can find us at www.newrightnetwork.com and follow on Twitter and all other social media at newrightnetwork.com. Elizabeth, thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I, I Nope. I'm just really excited that there has been um, this outpouring of support. I couldn't be more thankful. And uh, let's go fight the good fight together. You've been listening to New Right Network. Mobilizing. Countering. Energizing. Online at newrightnetwork.com. <laughs>